0: This episode of the Blonde Files podcast is brought to you by the House of Chanel. Harnessing the revitalizing powers of the red camellia flower, Chanel Research introduces a new generation of sustainably developed skincare, numero un de Chanel. Beauty ahead of time. Discover the collection at chanel.com. Chanel introduces a new generation of sustainably developed skincare concentrated with the extraordinary anti-aging properties of the red camellia
1: flower. Numero 1 de Chanel harnesses the powers of this uniquely resilient ingredient to address the five signs of aging and support skin's vitality. The complexion appears younger, smoother, radiant, and revitalized. Numero 1 de Chanel
0: Beauty ahead of time. To learn more about the line, visit Chanel.com. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all and live your best life. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, I am talking to Tasha Franken. Tasha is a model and founder of TF Studio. It's an online subscription service for Pilates. I've been doing some of her classes and they are amazing. So I definitely recommend checking that out. And we get into a lot of different topics today. We are talking about kind of intuitive everything from food to fitness to founding a business and how all of that led to finding her purpose. She talks a lot about her experience in the modeling industry and how she went from being very rigid to how she found this more intuitive way of life. She also shares tactical tips for managing stress as a business owner. She shares beauty secrets from her days as a model and keeping your blinders on in all areas of your life. So I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me. So... I am really interested in the whole trajectory of your story. So for anybody who's listening, who's not familiar with you, can you just maybe give a little intro of yourself to the audience? And then Mm -hmm. I want to like rewind and start at the beginning. Right.
1: Um, Well, my name is Tasha Franken. I'm the founder of TF Studio, which is an online Pilates subscription. Uh, I started it about a year ago, officially a year before that it was all on YouTube. And before that I was modeling for 12 years. So kind of a long transition to get to this place today.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I can't wait to hear about that because I think, you know, you've been through so much with Mm -hmm. your career before and you're obviously in such a good place now. And I think that's Mm -hmm. just so inspiring. So maybe we can start by just going back to your modeling career and like talk about kind of how that all came to be.
1: So I actually got scouted on the beach in Spain, which is where I'm from. And I was at the time in university in Manchester, the UK studying and I was home for the holidays for the summer and I got scouted, went to London, went to just check out what modeling was all about. And I went with my dad. Obviously, he was like, I'm coming with you. You're not going by yourself. So I got to London and... Jumped straight into Fashion Week and kind of, it just, I don't even remember. It was all such a blur. It went so fast. And all of a sudden, I was deferring my university. And then I started modeling and then it became full time. And then 12 years later, I just, I don't even know how it's been so long, but 12 years later, still doing it, kind of had a long wellness journey, a long, Story with how I got into fitness to begin with. I was always really healthy. I grew up, my mom was always cooking at home. We grew up in Spain. So, ingredients are pretty clean. It's a very different eating culture over there. And it was always, I ate really balanced whatever I wanted. I was young and I started modeling. And no one really guided me in terms of how to stay healthy while you're on the road by yourself as a young girl. So, definitely wasn't eating enough, it wasn't a healthy state at all. wasn't. I did not have a healthy relationship with my body or just my food in general. And I developed an eating disorder. Basically, it's funny because I look back at it and it feels like such a long time ago now, but I ended up developing an eating disorder more out of just not really intentional saying I wanted to lose weight, but just by not eating enough and being in an environment that was more toxic than I realized. So that was about a couple years, maybe two years or so. And then let me rewind back. It was about two months that I'd been modeling. I came home for Christmas. I sat down with my parents and they were like, Hey, Tash, we think you have an issue. And I was like, Oh my God, you are so right. I think I do. But I had no was, idea because no one told me. And that was just two months into modeling. That was two months into modeling. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had already started my first juice cleanse. This is kind of how it all started. I started my first juice cleanse because I was really miserable. I was getting super bloated. I went to all these doctors. No one could help me. I went to one holistic practitioner and she basically said, you are feeling really, really nostalgic. You're really stressed. Cause I had, I was going through a lot of personal stuff at that time. And it didn't hit me that you hold so much in your guts that you don't even realize. And I still get it now. If I'm ultra stressed, something's really bothering me. I get so bloated, right? It's, we just hold a lot of tension right there. So I wasn't really aware of that. So I went into a juice cleanse. I started learning about nutrition and health and I just became really extreme. I was like obsessed with figuring this out, how to get rid of the blow. started the juice cleanse. That was not a healthy thing to do when you're not in a healthy mindset. And it kind of just kind of stemmed from there. And it was like, roll over, roll over, started modeling, kept going, didn't think about it. And then two months in, my parents were like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Mm -hmm. And the moment they sat me down and they were like, hey, Tash, we need to talk to you. We feel you have an issue. And that's when it really hit me. Wow, I really do. So that's kind of after that I was on this road to recovery. I stayed at home, worked out, got a trainer because I wanted to gain weight in a healthy way. So I was lifting weights, eating protein, all that stuff. But I wasn't mentally really committed and it took years. Honestly, it took a really long time of healing, 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 keep trying, keep trying ups and downs, ups and downs until I remember at one point I was in New York and it wasn't just an overnight fix, but it did feel like I woke up one morning and I was like, wait a second, that voice inside my head is gone oh my God, this, I feel so free. So this suddenly it hit me that after all this work and time that I had overcome this disorder. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was more another road, another side where then I started gaining a bunch of weight and I was still modeling and my agents were like, hey, so we think you need to lose some weight or tone up. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Because at that point, I've messed up my metabolism. I've messed up my hormones. I've messed up so much that I kind of went the other side and never too much. But for me, it wasn't my comfortable weight. Mm -hmm. So then I then got into fitness. I started working out, started doing a million workout classes. I was the girl that tried literally every single workout class. Then I was trying every trainer, everything, spent a fortune, literally worked out twice a day, wasn't really helping to me. The more I worked out, kind of the worse it got. It caused so much inflammation. I was so stressed, right? Because you're like pushing yourself, pushing yourself. So then I realized, okay, so too much doesn't work either. And then what I did was I completely stopped. I basically stopped all my crazy classes, toned it back completely to just the basics of walking, a little bit of Pilates. Pilates is something that I'd always done throughout my years, but never really stuck to it because it didn't feel hard enough. And then once I stripped everything back and really focused on like what felt good for my body, I started really getting attached to Pilates. And then I got certified in Pilates a couple of years later. And it all happened so fast because I got certified 2019 and started recording workout videos for YouTube. And then a year later, launched my app, launched TF Studio. It just happened so fast because it felt so right. I didn't stop like at any point to think, am I doing the right thing? what do I do next? Even now I just keep going and it just, something has struck where it's like, I found what I really love and what makes me really excited. And I just love helping people because I've been through it all when it comes to fitness. If I can show someone a method that makes them feel good, that's all I'm looking to do. So it's so funny when you kind of nail it, where you feel right doing something, it kind of flows. So that's how TF Studio even started. I don't even know how. It just happened.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you feel this way. I can relate to your story so much, except that I'm not a model. (laughs) But all of the other stuff, like the trajectory, like I started having gut issues and I was like, oh well, if I like eat less, then the bloating will go away. And I think mm-hmm. so many people can relate on that. And then it was like a years-long journey where I went like super hard with exercise that was very inflammatory. And then I stopped doing everything. So I can relate to that a lot. But I don't know if you get this. People always ask me like how to be intuitive with their bodies. Right. And I kind of feel like you kind of have to go through all of that to then kind of tap into that intuition. Like I can't tell somebody how to be intuitive. They kind of have to experience themselves. I don't know if you had that experience. I
1: so agree because I remember I would read about all the, cause I was obsessed with reading about health, wellness, all these books. And I wanted to be more intuitive to really understand what my body craved. And I would read that. I would always read like, listen to your body, like really listen to your body. And I was like, but how do you listen to your body? I don't understand. How do you do that? And it's true. You go through all these steps to then realize I now I'm listening to my body. I get it now. I understand when something doesn't feel good. I understand when I'm doing something for me, not because I have to, because I want to. And that's when you feel more connected with yourself and moving more intuitively, eating more intuitively. It's just, it takes a long journey to get there. But once you get there, it's that same thing. It's that realization where you're like, wait, I just did this because I wanted to. And it makes me feel good cool. Let's Mm -hmm. keep kind of adding on to that. So I guess everything does happen for a reason. You go through all these steps and you always have to try. Like I always, when people ask me about things, I'm always like, you have to keep trying, like try a bunch of different things, try a bunch of different workouts, a bunch of different foods, see how you feel. Like it's really all trial and error until you get it. And then you're like, all right, I found my sweet spot.
0: Mhm. How did you do that when you were modeling because I would imagine that being in that environment and like constantly comparing yourself or being compared to mm-hmm. other women and like your soul, your livelihood is based on how you look and how much you weigh and like all of that. So how yeah. did you kind of keep the blinders on if you did at right. all or were you like very influenced by what was going on around I, you?
1: I I do find when I first started to be honest, I was probably one of the Skinniest girls in the room. I was I'm naturally petite, so I was super petite. And I remember everyone around me would be stressing about measurements and weight. And I was always thinking, Oh, I've never had that issue. It's like, ha, I'm the skinniest one here. It doesn't really matter. And that was my mentality at that point. Mm -hmm. But what I once I kind of overcame that whole mindset, I think I have always had confidence. Like I grew up pretty confident. I never let things people say kind of get me down about my appearance. And that's something even to this day, I've always been like, I do not compare myself. There's no right, wrong. Like there's something for everyone. There's space for everyone. You are who you are for you. And that's something even to now it's, you just have to completely block out that noise because you'll go into a casting and you can travel. And this is like, these stories drive you crazy. You can travel for like an hour, catch the subway. It's snowing. You make yourself out in deep Brooklyn and you get to this casting and you walk in and there'll be like, Okay, thank you. Bye. And you just spent all this time getting there. They just look at you and they tell you, like, goodbye. And those moments, instead of letting that get to me, I would be annoyed. I'd be like, I just traveled all the way here, but I would never think, oh, they didn't like the way I looked because, you know, th- there's no right or wrong. So right. I think definitely finding that self love where you just have to block it out. So especially in the modeling industry where there's so much going on, it is literally about the way you look. A lot less now. Now they want more personality, social media presence. But before it was literally appearance. Do you fit the measurements? Do you fit the height? Do you fit this? Okay, cool. Otherwise, goodbye. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's a tough one. You do just have to put your blinders on. Cannot take things personally.
0: What are some of the challenges that people might not expect? In modeling? Mm -hmm. it's tiring. It can be
1: super long days. It can be red eye, straight to shoot, shooting in swimwear while you're on your period, trying to look your best. It can be a whole array of things. And then it's, you know, sometimes if you're having a bad self-image day and you're on set and you catch a glimpse of yourself on the screen and you think you look bad, that puts a downer on your day because, you know, people when they look at images, I, you take pictures of friends, they're like, I don't like that picture. I look horrible. No, I hate that picture. Ugh. So imagine that as your job where you hate your picture and you're not in control of shooting your own content. This is like a photographer's shooting for a brand. Mm-hmm. You can be the worst hair, worst makeup, mm-hmm. ugliest <laughs> outfits. And you just have to take it on the chin and say, It's not for me. It's not my Instagram. It's not for my book. This mm-hmm. is for this brand. This is what they want. So it's funny. On those days, you're like, <laughs> Okay, that's that's a tough one to kind of swallow. But mainly I would say the toughest thing is you have to really have self-confidence to not let the industry get you down.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you... Because you're still modeling now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that you've kind of gone through this shift, how do you kind of like stay in a healthy place in the industry? I feel now
1: I have separate... It's funny because modeling is such a bubble that when you're in it, it feels weird to get out. Mm -hmm. And now that I've been slowly transitioning over the last few years, like I was looking for something else to do for a really long time. I did my health coaching certificate. I wanted to be a health coach. I had a blog, like I did loads of different things and I was still mentally modeling priority. Number one. Now, ever since I kind of found my thing that now I'm obsessed with, I have kind of shifted my priorities when now like TS Studio is my baby. That's number one. And when modeling jobs come in, they come in. If not, like no big deal. I'm doing my own thing. Whereas before it was like, if I don't get a job, that's it. I'm just sitting mm-hmm. around waiting for a job. And that has helped my mental health like tremendously where I am now in control of my own life, my own jobs. I have my own boss in a sense. Whereas when you're fully focused on modeling, you are in the hands of someone else, your agents, your managers, and you just wait around for work. Sometimes it comes on, you get 10 options and they all come off or sometimes everything confirms. So it's really up and down. So that's been a huge change for me to kind of shift my priorities and have something else that I can focus on to make me feel confident in both sides. So Mm -hmm. now I have more of a healthier approach to the industry as a whole. It's not just my number one thing that I have to rely on.
0: Right. So you talked a little bit about your kind of journey with exercise and like mm-hmm. doing a bunch of things that weren't working. And then of course, finding Pilates. Do you remember like what it was about Pilates that really just clicked for you? Because I think a lot of people feel like they have to work out more, mm-hmm. eat less, work right. out harder twice a day, do hit. Lift weights, whatever it is. And like sh- that's great for some people, probably. I used to do hit and it used to work for my body. does not anymore. Like mm-hmm. I just pop up like a right. blowfish. It's crazy. Right. I do so the same by amazing. the way.
1: I'm like, yeah. where did this come from? Why am I feeling so <laughs> chunky? It's
0: yeah. I
1: think when you first do it, your body is in such shock
0: that it like uh-huh.
1: strips fat. It works, but it's not for long term.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think especially if you're like very sensitive. Like I mm-hmm. know people that do it all the time and like they're great. Mm -hmm. My body is just like super sensitive, I think, especially to stress. Like I have to do all the other things to manage my stress. So Mm -hmm. like if I exercise in that way, it just tips me over the edge. So if people are like feeling like they're in that situation now, they're doing Mm -hmm. something that they hate or like it's not really, I don't know, working how they want it to on their body. What was it for you where you were like, oh yeah, this is good. Like how long did it take you doing Pilates before you realized that it was something that was really benefiting you? You know, it actually took
1: a really long time to let go of the thought that I needed to do something really strenuous. I needed mm-hmm. to do cardio. I needed to do hit. I needed to lift weights. And even when I first started doing Pilates, I was still doing all these other things because I was thinking Pilates was more of a supplementary because it has long-term benefits. It helps lengthen. It's, it's a rehab movement, right? So I always think, this is good but I still need my other stuff. Otherwise I won't stay in shape. And it was that moment when I decided to strip back and just do Pilates. It took me a minute to kind of let go of the other exercise, but the moment I did and just did Pilates, it almost shocked myself to think I'm getting better results by doing less, less time. I don't even spend an hour. I do whatever it is I can every single day, but it's more about consistency and finding movement that you enjoy. Because when you're doing something you don't like, you're not going to feel good about it. You're not going to mentally feel good about it physically. It's all, it's all linked. That's why I'm always, I really focus on mind to body connection because you have to enjoy what you're doing. And when I do Pilates, I feel my best. I love it. I'm really connecting mind to body. It's meditative because you're breathing, you're thinking about the muscles that you're working. So when I've completely shifted and just focused on Pilates, that's not to say I won't do a run once in a while or jump rope. Like I love that or a dance class, but I just kind of shifted my mentality to working out because I want to, not because I have to Finding movement that I actually enjoy. And then once you stick to it and commit to it, seeing the results just kind of proves that that's what you're doing the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some of the mental benefits that you got from it? Like from that, you mentioned the mind body part.
1: I just feel so much calmer. I can actually connect to my muscles in a different way. So I always try and say, let's say you're doing a donkey kick, right? So you're thinking about that right glute, you're kicking your right leg up. Sometimes I, in the past would work out and I would do it and I'm like, yeah, okay, I feel it. But now that I just really focus and connect that mind to body motion, you really feel that right glute working. You're squeezing, you're lifting, you need five reps and you're done because you're really connected to that muscle. Um, But it's just helped me feel calmer. I feel less stressed. I feel less obsessed. I don't, if I miss a workout, I miss a workout. No big deal. I'll do it tomorrow because it's part of my daily routine. I can do it anywhere. I don't have to worry about signing up for a class. I literally need a tiny space in my room and that's it wherever I go. So it's just been something that I know that I can actually keep up with for a long time, doesn't injure you. It's safe for your body. It's safe for everyone to do any age. So it's something that I've realized with just about everything. It's you have to find something that you can do for a long time. There's no quick fix. So mm-hmm. just like the HIT workouts, it was an amazing quick fix in that moment when you first start. Then when you do continuously do it, either you might get an injury or suddenly you realize you're getting more inflamed because now you, it's too much for your body. So even with exercise, it's like finding that movement that you know that you can do for a really long time. That's going to be your safe spot that you enjoy, that you like to do, that makes you feel good where you see results and that you can do for a really long time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's really the key to all of it is finding something that you enjoy, because if you are dreading it, you're gonna find every excuse not to do it. Right. First of all, right. like consistency is such a boring concept. Like everyone wants to know, like the sexy, right. like trick or secret yes. or whatever. And it's like there really isn't. It's just doing something where you're showing up every day. Right. That's like five minutes, like or ten minutes or twenty minutes. Exactly. or Exactly. That not sexy secret is consistency. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally whatever
1: you can do a little bit every day. If you miss a day, no biggie because it's part of your routine. You're gonna do it the next day or the next day. And I always also think with consistency, it's much easier to keep up with. If you're starting and stopping, that's the hardest. When you stop working out for a month, it's so hard to start again. Mm -hmm. right? So you have to keep starting and stopping. So that's why I always say just even if it's 10 minutes,
0: that whole movement, that's all you need. Just keep doing it consistently. That's a good goal. like For anybody listening, if they're struggling Mm -hmm. and they're like that person that's starting and stopping. And I've been going through that phase lately. (laughs) I've been walking every day no Great. matter what, 12K Great. steps a day. But like my workouts have been a little all over the plates, but that's a good goal for everybody mm-hmm. listening. If they're struggling, like maybe do five minutes or 10 yeah. minutes or whatever a day and just try to do that for like yeah, amount of time. It's and funny because like my my, day, start.
1: my uh, seven minute videos have always been by far my most popular. It's mm-hmm. like those ones that people are like, oh, it's that sweet spot. It's not 10 minutes. It's not five, it's yeah. seven. And you can do <laughs> seven minutes anytime, in your pajamas, before bed, whenever.
0: Yeah. Something about that is so manageable. It's like, yeah. yep, there's no excuse. Yeah. yeah. I heard you talk about on another podcast, like something that you said about when you heal your body inside. Yeah. What well, was it exactly that when you said? You heal,
1: so, um, when you heal on the inside, the outside follows. Yeah. So I think a lot of people think they have to do certain things to look a certain way. And a lot of it really starts within from Mm -hmm. your mindset, how you're replenishing your body, how you're fueling your body. Again, it was one of those things I would hear before. And I was like, what do you mean mindset? How does that really affect the way I look? Mm -hmm. Really? How does meditating work? How does, but it does. There's so much more of a connection than people even realize, even myself. I'm still working on it, but it's really once you heal on the inside, the outside follows.
0: What are some other things that you do like to to work on the inside? Journal. Love it.
1: I have to write basically every single day, whether it's to-do lists, morning pages. Like I have 10 different journals and I just write all the time. Things that come to my head, that's been really helpful because I'm very much in my own head. So sometimes I'm not good at communicating or I'm not good at explaining something. So once I write it out, I'm like, Okay, now I get it. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I love getting outside walking. I walk way less than I used to ever since I launched my own business because you are on your laptop a lot more than you realize. And I just don't walk as much since I moved to LA because you just don't walk as much as New York. So that's been kind of a bummer. But um, getting outside, luckily there's a lot of sun. So that really helps if you're in a bad mood, get out, get some sun on your face. And that instant gives you like that vitamin D boost. And aside from that, I have a bit of a morning routine, which always makes me happy. I love like my greens. I love my coffee.
0: Yeah, There's a breakdown of your morning routine. Okay, People love see. routine. <laughs> okay. So wake up, be <laughs> my dog. What time do you wake up? Um, 7.30 <laughs> okay. is my
1: like, typical wake up time, 7.30. I go downstairs, I grab my athletic greens, green powder, Love it. I do that every single morning. you sponsor of this
0: podcast. Shout out. Oh, amazing. Love the shout out.
1: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, not intentional. Um, and then I will typically then like do... I'll ice my face. So cleanse my face, ice my face every morning. Then I will do my journey, meditating. So I'll do like a five-minute meditation. I have my friend Leo who does meditations with TF Studio and he does quick ones. So I typically do those. And then I'll do my morning pages, my to-do lists, all that stuff. And then I'll make my coffee. And I then will either train clients or train myself. And that's my morning routine. Then I get into my workout. Then I shower, get ready, dry body brush, do my
0: face routine, and then get started on the day. Tell me about dry body brushing because I have never done that. What? I didn't know. That. I know. I know. I didn't know if it actually worked. So I mean, I agree. I think I've done it for so long now
1: that it, again, it's like that thing, that consistent thing when you do it so regularly, it just becomes part of your routine, mm-hmm. but it helps boost circulation. I have terrible circulation. It helps skin tone. It helps cellulite. It helps flush water out of your body. So I do it in the morning before the shower it literally takes a minute. You always brush up towards your heart. And you can either brush in straight strokes or circles and you just brush, brush, brush and jump in the shower. So there are all these benefits and it does work.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to try it. You still <laughs> What it. Other, do you have any other beauty secrets? I mean, I'm sure after like 12 years of being a model oh, and obviously... <laughs> <laughs> I would
1: say the icing my face in the morning, every morning, every night after cleansing before mm-hmm. you do the rest of your steps. That's been amazing for reducing inflammation, redness, if you have any breakouts. And also, again, it's like a quick thing. I don't like anything mm-hmm. too fancy, enough f- crazy products or tools. I do actually love an infrared sauna. I don't have one at home. Mm-hmm. I wish I did, but I love an infrared sauna. I always feel so good afterwards. And aside from that, gua sha love giving myself a facial massage because I always wake up really puffy. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's because I lay flat or what I'm doing is mm-hmm. squashing my face. I wake up so puffy. So guasha helps. And then less is more when it comes to beauty products. I've learned my lesson with trying 5 million different beauty products. And now, and especially, you know, once you get sent all these things, you want to try everything. And yeah. then all of a sudden my skin is breaking out and I don't know why. So really stripping it down to the basics. And that's all you need. No, nothing crazy. So I think less is more.
0: Yeah. That's like a struggle, right? Because I get sent right. so much stuff too. And I want to use it. And things yes. that other people like rave about too. And like right. really expensive, like super high-end mm-hmm. skincare, like always breaks me out. I use like yeah. four products. <laughs> right. That's the thing.
1: And I actually remember one of my friends who's a makeup artist, she had all these things that she'd be like, I use CeraVe and... It was one other thing, that cleanser that you get from like CVS, Cetaphil. Cetaphil. (laughs) So she was like, this is all I use. I was like, really? She was like, yep, this is all I use. This is for my sensitive skin. Don't need anything else. So I was like, okay. And she had good skin? Flawless, like perfect skin. And she was super sensitive. And she obviously as a makeup artist gets sent every single product under the sun. And she was like, I can't use it. This is all I want to use. Yeah. So I think we, I mean... We get so bombarded with all these amazing products, people promoting them. And the same with just about anything, not just beauty products, fitness, diets, like mm-hmm. we're so constantly bombarded with things that people rave about and you want to try and like this person's doing it. I want to try it. Oh, this packaging is amazing. I keep hearing things. I've got to try, which is the same. You just have to kind of trial and error, find what works for you and cut out that outside noise because what works for one person might not work for you.
0: hmm I love your approach to everything. I feel like it's very simple and straightforward and kind of like no BS and very intuitive. I'm curious when it comes to like nutrition, obviously, mm-hmm. understanding everybody's different and everyone has different right. preferences, but how do you approach that in that way? So, I, it's funny because I get asked, I think multiple times a day,
1: please film what I eat in a day. Please <laughs> film. I just, Don't want to film what I eat in a day to make people think they have to eat that way because every day is so different for me. I can make batch cook one thing and eat it for four days straight until it's done. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not someone who needs to have a different thing every single meal. I'm pretty straightforward. And again, it's like less is more. I used to buy all these powders, all these add-ons to like smoothies, all these things to put into my oatmeal. But really less is more again, keeping it just simple ingredients, less processed. Just making sure, again, you want to enjoy what you're eating. So don't make yourself eat kale if you just don't like kale. There's other things that you can do to get greens in. Mm -hmm. And it's that trend thing, again, where you'll see people eating this thing and then you want to try it and you keep eating it and you don't feel good, but you're like, oh, everyone else keeps raving about it. So really it's trial and error, but I do keep it simple. I have like my favorite breakfast will be oatmeal. I've eaten it my whole life. I love it. It's really soothing, makes me feel good. A smoothie in the summer, not in the winter because I'm a cold person in general. So it's not good to put cold food into your digestive system if it doesn't work for you. And then I'll do like an avocado toast, making sure the bread is good quality. And those are like kind of my staples for breakfast. But I generally try and cook at home as much as I can, but it's so easy to order out and you end up it's just so much more convenient. So I end up ordering out a lot more than I want to. But when I cook at home, I'll batch cook in the sense, not meal prep, not like laying everything out specifically, but I'll buy a bunch of vegetables, roast them all at once, put them in Tupperware boxes, put them in the fridge. And that way, whenever I'm hungry, I grab some salad, throw it in a bowl, throw the rest of it on top, my dressing, my hot sauce, whatever I'm putting on it. And then my bowls are done. So I'm always making like mishmash bowls. It's kind of what mm-hmm. I call it. It's just a
0: combination of A bunch of things I decided to roast that week. I love that. That sounds so good. I'm kind of the same way. Like I can eat the same thing all the time. It's so boring to other people, but I'm like, that's what works. (laughs) I'm like the girl who every
1: restaurant, if there's salmon on the menu? It's like, yeah, Tasha's getting the salmon. Yes, I am actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Our friend of ours... During her, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was making our toast at our wedding and like she included how much I eat salmon in it. I was like, thank you. <laughs> it's so funny because I think for an interview
1: the other day, they're like, favorite meal. And I was like, oh, meal that you could eat forever. I was like, salmon, I guess yeah.
0: I'd never get sick of it. <laughs> so I just had some roasted. before this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just had some from Jack's wife, Frida, right before. I do like this salmon. They do a really yeah. good crispy, yeah. Situation. yeah. I did that and the salad. They also have my favorite fries in the city. Like it's very, <laughs> so random. But actually, also right next door, have you had the taro fries from Bo Cafe? No. Oh, girl. Next wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> from okay. from Bo Cafe,
1: right next to Jack's wife, Frida. Are you talking about the uh-huh. one in the square in Soho? Um, West Village. Okay. So the one in Soho,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right next door, there's a place called Bo Cafe. Okay. B-O-C-A-P-H-E.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that place. I haven't been. They do these taro
1: fries that Mm. are like best fries ever. I still crave them. So every time I go, I get my taro
0: fries. I'm excited. Sorry, everybody who's listening to this, who's not in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know. I will. So having your business now Mm -hmm. and still doing modeling and obviously you have a really busy life and you dealt with like stress and Mm -hmm. information before, how do you manage stress now? As I'm sure like getting TF Studio off the ground has been (laughs) a lot of work, I can imagine. So So what are some of your tips or tricks for stress? It's funny because before I launched, I was
1: like, once I've launched, all of this stress will be gone and I can just (laughs) continue. No, 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 no. It just goes up and up and up. Some ways to manage stress. I am still learning. I have days where I sit on the couch and I want to cry because I'm so overwhelmed and I have so much to do and I still need to find help. And I'm just like, Oh my God, how do I even handle? And that's when again, making my list so I can really strategize. And instead of getting overwhelmed in my own head, write it out. What's my plan of action? Okay. I need to do this. How do I do that? Okay. So let's do that today. And separating priorities to less priorities. So that again is like a huge thing for me. And meditating has been really helpful. Quick ones, I'm not a pro. I'm not, I can't do it by myself yet. So I do guided ones, five minute ones, and moving, working out. Oh my God. My boyfriend would be like, You're in a bad mood. Did you work out today? <laughs> You're right. I could probably do with some movement. So for me, working out really helps me release stress and dancing, right? Sometimes I'll literally put a song on. Dance around like no one's watching, put the blinds down. And after a song, I'm like, okay, I needed that. Okay, Mm -hmm. I missed that. That was great. And just breathing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just like sit down, take some breaths. And another one that really works is legs up the wall. Have -hmm. you done that? No. Oh my God. So you lay on the floor. That's another one that I see all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. If you try it, I'm going to do it. Everyone that I show it to is like, what? How does it work so fast? Like even my sister, she's a lawyer. She has a super high stress job. And I'll be like, go do the legs up the wall and just lay there and breathe. And she's like, thank you. I needed that. Cause you forget about it, but you can literally lay on the floor, bring your butt towards the wall and bring your legs up the wall. So you're kind of in a 90 degree shape with your body. And once you lay there, you'll feel something flush through you, which is basically all that circulation, the blood is coming down towards your heart. And it calms your nervous system. So you lay there and all of a sudden things release. You have to try it. That's like the best. And so sometimes I'll do a really quick meditation with my legs up and then I want to take a nap because I'm so calm.
0: After this, I'm going to do Pilates and then I'm going to do legs up. That's right. (laughs) Legs up and a little breathing (laughs) meditation. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, do you feel like you found your purpose? Because it seems like you have. I really have.
1: And it like makes me feel so... I can't really explain it. I think because I was searching for so long. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was modeling because A, I kind of got into it by accident. It was an amazing thing for me. I've traveled the world. I've had such an amazing career. I've supported myself since I was 18. So it's been an amazing journey, but there were moments where I'm like, I can't just keep waiting for someone to bring me something. I need to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And then you know, some months are super slow and some months are super busy. And I hated that feeling. You're so out of control of your own life. So now that I've started TF Studio, A, like I love it. I love teaching. I didn't even realize how much I love teaching until I did the course. I never wanted to be an instructor until I did the course to learn more for myself about Pilates. And then during the course, I was like, wait a second. I love teaching people. Wait, this is amazing. Oh my God. So something clicked. And since then, I just, I get really excited. I wake up, I'm excited that I have this business. I want to keep making it better. I want to keep growing. And I really did find my purpose, which is the most exciting feeling.
0: You can tell like with some people, it feels forced. And with you, mm-hmm. you can just tell like you just kind of exude it. And I think that's really I think cool.
1: funnily enough, I use the same method in my business, like I did with modeling, which is like putting your blinders on. Mm-hmm. I don't... Necessary? maybe I should, but I don't ask for other people's opinions. Like, what should I do? How I kind of just go with my gut and I mm-hmm. do things how I want to do them. I teach how I want to teach. I use like the colors I want to use. Like I just really go with my gut and how I want to do it. And I think that's why it maybe feels so natural and like a flow because I'm really doing it. And however, I want to do it in my most authentic way without, being influenced with latest trends, what people are saying, what people are posting about. And I'm just gonna keep continuing how I feel. My gut tells me go this direction. Okay, let's do it.
0: I think that's so important. And it's so hard now because we're so aware of like what our peers are doing and like Mm -hmm. everyone else, you know, achieving different things and we can see everybody's metrics right in front of us on Instagram, TikTok, everything. And like I know for me, I muted almost everybody that I follow that's like in my world, because I don't want to see their recipes. I don't want to see their I content. Did. I don't want to see their stories. I don't want to see their TikTok, like anything. And I don't how much be better do you feel? By that? So much better. And yeah. I also mute people that I, that I enjoy, because I just don't want to be like consuming constantly and then getting influenced by that. I think because then you create whatever it is, right. whatever your business is, you're creating from like a place of, like scarcity and, yeah. and competition and like comparing instead of creating I do agree. what's authentically you. So I, I did the same thing. I, it's, I always get asked, like, do you follow this person? Do you see what they're doing? I was like, no,
1: I don't. Yeah. I barely follow anyone in my industry or people who are doing something similar. I don't need to. And I don't want to, because mm-hmm. it is that thing where if you start comparing yourself, cut it out. If you feel yeah. anything is making you feel bad about yourself, cut it out. You just don't need it. What are you gaining by following someone that makes you feel like you're not doing enough or makes you feel like, oh, their thing is better than mine. Like this, mm-hmm. it, you just cut it out. You don't have to follow those people. It's okay. I probably should have muted. I just unfollowed everyone. because I was just like, <laughs> okay, I'm just, I don't need it. At some point, maybe I'll refollow and that'll be weird, but whatever. I'm just like, unfollow.
0: That works too. Yeah. I just felt like, oh, I don't want them to yeah, yeah. No, but Yes. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's like good advice too for anybody listening who's feeling like they're just constantly in that comparison trap. Like we Mm do have control over what we see to a large degree. Exactly. Like we're going to be, you know, if you're on social media, if you go and explore or whatever, like, and it's going to suggest things to you, but you can largely control what you're consuming. So if you're following people who are making you feel like shit, if you're not feeling creative because you're Mm -hmm. feeling like you're consuming so much, like all of that, it's really easy to just... Mute. Right. Especially unfollow. when you're
1: following influences, you want to be, you want to know what are they influencing? How are they influencing yeah. me? Is it in a positive way or in a negative way? So finding that, you know, you want to make sure that you're it's your own feed. If you're mm-hmm. following people for the wrong reasons, don't. So I think yeah. it's much better for your mental health in that way.
0: Do you have any tips for anybody who is feeling like They're not doing their purpose, like to just any tips for them to find their purpose?
1: I would say try everything. Try anything that you might consider doing. Try anything that you like, a hobby. Maybe you can turn that into a career. Like for me, the Pilates thing was a hobby. I wanted to be better at working out. I wanted to learn really how to move my body correctly, and it clicked. And I had tried so many things before. I wanted to, I had a fashion blog, I had a food blog, I did my nutrition course, I wanted to do. Jewelry making. So I've tried it all. So I think it's just trial and error with everything. Just keep trying. There's like what's holding you back from trying a course that you might suddenly click with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say trying everything and then not feeling rushed because everything comes in your own time. I think these days we're so rushed to do this by this age, be this by this age, do this at this time. And you're on your path for yourself. You're not on someone else's path. Everything happens for you at your time. And I think a lot of people think I look younger than what I am. I'm 30 and I didn't launch my thing until 29. I spent all my life thinking, what do I want to do? I'm not sure. I studied fashion design at school, at university. Okay. So I think, again, it's like just trying and not feeling rushed, but do spend the time to find something that you are obsessed with.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Stay curious. Mm-hmm. That's like the best advice I ever got. Someone was like, Just mm-hmm. stay curious, be open. Yeah. Love it. Well, where can everybody find TF Studio and sign up and
1: all of that? So you can find me on Instagram at Tasha Franken. You can go on to tashafranken.tv tfstudio.tv. It'll get you right there to TF Studio. You can subscribe for a seven day free trial. If you don't like it, no biggie, unsubscribe. I won't notice. I'm kidding. I'll hunt you down. (laughs) And
0: yeah, so Instagram and TF Studio. Amazing. And we can link that in show notes too, so that everybody can find it easily. And thank you so much. It was so fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me.